Hi, and welcome back, Meditations on Mastery audience. Uh, Shion Steve here, and today I have a special guest with me. Uh, his name is Jason Crawford. He is a good friend of mine. He is the creative director at CCS Marketing, and he also owns uh, a company, Fierce Inc., that does kind of kind of personal development and coaching. Uh, and you can actually find that at wearefierce.com. Uh, and net. I'm sorry, dot net. Yeah. And um, Jason and his family are members of our Black Belt Leadership uh, family and, and community. And um, actually, in transparency, uh, this is going to be fun. What really happened is Jason contacted me because he's working on my author page for the new book. And he told me that he wanted to interview me to, uh, in his words, kind of just make the uh, make the bio page a little more personal and and, yeah. and emotional. And so, so I said, you know what? Let's make this fun. Uh, and I decided to give myself a challenge. I said, let's do this live on the podcast and kind of reverse the format because Jason, I'm usually interviewing other people, but today I'm going to hand that part over to you. Let you ask the questions you want to ask, and, and in essence, be interviewing me for the audience. Awesome. Super excited to be here. And thank you. Um, I just a little bit about what, what this, where we're going to go with this and why I'm doing it. Yes, I'm doing it for your author page. Uh, but what I really like to do is I'd like to take, I feel like brands and companies are teenagers right, going to high school and they don't know who they want to be yet. So I kind of help pull out some of the aspects of who they are and help them kind of tell their story better about about who they are when they interact with people and is this my crowd or is that my crowd do I need to try to get in with these people and I'm like well let's just let's figure you out for a moment so I, I like to do these interviews to kind of flesh that out um, the same way I would when I'm working with somebody else so <clears throat> that's kind of what we'll embark on here and then as we do this we'll kind of venture into to how some of that marketing content gets created but um, I like to start uh, one with a favorite color sounds dumb but uh, it's simple. So, Steve, what's your favorite color? Uh, leadership blue. Leadership blue. <laughs> that, that tends to be more toward the royal darker, right? Um, it's somewhere between that and the, the light blue, which was infantry blue. See, you know, my other love. Okay. <laughs> my yeah. other love is the infantry. And then and then you're correct. The, the one that we call leadership blue now uh, is the color of our uniforms, which is, I think, towards royal. I'm not sure. Not, I don't profess to be an expert on colors, but <laughs> I'm not sure it's quite royal, but it's but it is uh, darker than infantry blue for sure. So openness, freedom, and loyalty are the three words that come to mind when when you uh, talked about those three colors. Does that sound about right? That is that's that would be an astute judgment of some of the things that are important to me. <laughs> good, good. Now that <clears throat> so um, one one word, if you had to describe yourself in one word. Um, I, I used to do this when I would interview uh, people for, for positions in the company that I was working for, and I would give them 60 seconds, and I would say, you have one word to tell me who you are in one word, and then kind of explain what you mean by that word. What would that be? It's not good. <laughs> this just did. Wait a minute. I usually turn on my do not disturb. <laughs> good thing I'm not really interviewing. <laughs> And I saw I saw a video the other day where this person was on a Zoom call ordering food and in a job interview in a drive-through, and I was like, "Oh man, it's kind of cool that, that it happened. It'll make it'll make uh, people feel comfortable that it happens to everybody." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, not it's turned off. Okay. All right, cool. 
So uh, one word to describe yourself. And then like, give me, give me what that one word, you can take a second or two to think of it while I'm monologuing, but uh, the one word to describe yourself and then kind of explain to me why you chose that word. Well, two, two came to mind right away in reality. Okay. It would be, it would be either, it would be and or driven and or focused. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and ironically throughout the, throughout the evolution of my life, those wouldn't have been the words. But yeah. I would certainly say, I would say for most of my professional life, for sure, driven. And, um, and, and in, in recent history, in the last decade or so, focused. Mm, very good. I, when I would always do that, I would give an example before, because usually when you're hiring a teenager for something or whatever, they have no clue what you're talking about, right? Uh, and I would give them mine, and I would say it's intensity, right? And it sounds very similar to the reasons why you chose yours. I feel like anything that I do, whether it's work, play, life, family, whatever it is, I can't be, I can't even try to be anything other than intense. So I'm an all-in kind of person. That sounds very similar. Sounds very similar. So um, do you have a core philosophy that you kind of ascribe to? Like, you know, I know memes are very popular today, you know, but uh, there's this place where do you have like this succinct this is me at my core kind of thought. Like you run everything through as a filter or things like that. Do you mean personally or professionally? Ooh, can we do both? Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're certainly complementary. Uh, sure, okay. Of, because of course, if it was anything else, then 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 there would actually honestly be a problem. And I feel that sometimes some <laughs> people do, do have this problem, right? Like like you yeah, sure. live two separate existence, but... Mm. Uh, but personally, at this stage in my life, I would say that that my core philosophy, <laughs> I, in fact, I'm going to, to uh, in, instead of giving the long answer, I'm going to uh, steal something from Dr. Stephen Covey that has become very much the way I try to live my life, which is, you know, live, laugh, love, and leave a legacy. Mm. You know, like I, I believe that it's it's so important to, uh, yeah, for me, it. It, you know, you know, of course, that my dojo and my mission here at my dojo yeah. is one of the most important things in my life. And I want it to grow into a much greater legacy before I before I'm finished. However, I uh, and this kind of ties a little bit to the driven uh, thing, too, while still just as driven as I've ever been and more focused, I'm also more aware of the fact Hey, and my son Winston just walked in, which is perfectly a perfect tie to what I'm saying because I'm also more aware of the fact that it's not just about work anymore that it's mm -hmm. say, that it's that it's about you know our families and it's about our relationships and it's about yeah. and quite frankly it's about making the most of every day and uh and 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 by by default that means making the most of every moment of every day because it's the stuff you know it's the stuff that life is made of so my personal philosophy is about all of those things it's about creating what it is that I, it's creating the legacy that I want to leave in the world and on the world. But at the same time, not only working for tomorrow, which is a mistake of the young, but realizing that, you know, like my hourglass is more than half through, right? Mm -hmm. So I need to, but while the same time that I'm still creating, I need to at the same time be enjoying and making the most of every day that I have left. Sure. Man, I, I resonate with that deeply. That's really, really good. <clears throat> Hmm. Then the professional, of course. Sure. The professional, of course, is the mission that. Uh, and by the, well, first I'll just answer it, and then I'll and then I'll go back and tell the audience something uh, that that you'll like me to tell them, <laughs> because because you know the the um, 
the mission now is simply prepare to live and empower to lead. And um, the our vision is our, our vision is you know uh, empowering lives through the martial arts and improving society one black belt at a time and, and lots of other things and 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 you know. Uh, the point of the story is that I had a I had a really awesome vision and mission statement that I wrote all the way back in 2000 and used for many many years. And when we started working together, you said, you know, but you need something shorter that people can remember, <laughs> right? And uh, and we <laughs> and we got together and we came up with prepare to live and power to lead, uh, which of course is the other half of the answer to the question. And because mm -hmm. what we do, what we do here is. You know, we're a leadership development academy that also happens to teach the most practical self-defense in the world. And as a result, we prepare people to live, meaning to survive and thrive in any circumstance. It means that, you know, people that have been equipped with that unique skill set um, reacted differently to COVID than others. It means that we can, we can survive a self-defense situation, a financial challenge, a health challenge, any emotional turmoil. To me, that's all part of, of live. And then empower to lead, which of course is is the part that I'm most passionate about these days. Which is, you know, um, I think you know I, I've been involved in leadership my entire life. You know, I was a, uh, you know, I, I I turned 18 in in the army. I was an infantryman, young. Uh, I went in the army at 17 years old, um, and then I won an army green to go scholarship. I went to college where I was a, a philosophy and communications major, and then. The point of the story is I, I was commissioned as a second lieutenant in 1992 and went on into a career of, of, of leadership in the military. Uh, and certainly I learned lots of great leadership stuff in the military. I had also excited, uh, began to get, you know, while I was a philosophy major, the philosophy led into leadership philosophy. And so I've been a constant student of leadership for many, many years. And the point of the story is then with the evolution of the dojo, that, i.e., i.e. watching what can actually happen mm -hmm. for people over time through the development and what we do, combined with the with what I see to be the glaring deficiency of role leadership in the world today, mm. combined yeah. to make me passionate about our mission, this aspect of our mission, especially empowering people with leadership. Because quite frankly, and I told this story from the dojo floor the other day, in fact, I think you were in the leadership class where I was talking when yeah. I said, I don't watch the news because it makes me very upset. Sure. But when I get very upset, when I'm very upset, by the way, it's usually from what I consider to be a, a gross lack of leadership in people that are in leadership roles. And then I reminded myself one of our leadership lessons, which is that, you know, circle of concern and circle of control, and that I should only uh, really put focus and energy when those two circles intersect. Mm. And so I remind myself that the way I can positively address the situation is by doing my job of developing tomorrow's leaders today. And, and we develop them with both the character traits, the attitudes and the attributes to ensure that as they grow into their leadership callings in their life, they're going to be properly equipped uh, to do so well for many. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, you've, <laughs> it's so funny how these things start to unravel. Like I plan the questions and then like, as they start to lead the, it's funny, you haven't been given a script uh, and you haven't even been given the questions and like, you're already answering some of the ones that I'm like about to ask next. Uh, one of them was like, what's one thing that you size people up on? 
uh, and, and it's kind of like a deal breaker for you. And you, you kind of sort of answered that just now with the whole, like, when I see a gross lack of leadership in something, like, uh, I don't know if you, I, I, you don't always notice that about a person like right away. So I don't know if you have like a, what is your insight onto that? Maybe go a little deeper for me. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and so the question is specifically how would I size people up on like on first impression? Yeah. So I have an answer, but I also want to caveat the answer that, that some of this is, is only gut, right? Like sometimes yep. some of it is on the gut instinct, as you said, until I'm able to prove or disprove what I felt. Sure. Because of course, um, of course, in all the many years that I've done this, I have both experienced the times that I was right and happy about the gut and I've experienced the times that I was very wrong. Yeah. And both ways where I, where I thought I trusted somebody and then, and then found out that it was a mistake or vice versa. I thought, you know, they gave me a bad first impression. They turned out to be great. Sure. So, so that's all the caveat, but, but, okay. but what I look for specific, there's a couple things. One, um, the first and foremost for me is any sign of integrity. Uh, and, and to me, integrity is, is, is a lot of things and, and, it, and it's a little more than the way most people use it. Because I believe that when most people use the term integrity, they're only talking about honesty. Mm. Uh, and, and while certainly honesty is an element of integrity, I think integrity is more than that. I think that integrity is doing what you say and saying what you mean, right? Yeah. Saying what you mean and doing what you say. And so that you're a man that, that, is, that is true to his word or a woman that is true to her word uh, in, in more ways than just honesty, but also in, I told you I was going to do it, so I did it. Right, like, faith, loyalty, yeah, yeah, dependability. Yes, um, and and then the second part, only because once again, whereas leadership is so acutely missing, what I'm about to say is all too common. So I've become a little more um, in tune to narcissism, to mm. people who are in it uh, only for themselves and are always talking about themselves and uh, and not really in tune to their effect upon other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because like I, when they're in it for themselves, like that you can almost detect like a radar, like that, like a metal detector. It's like I'm hovering over. Doo, doo. Yeah, yeah, I detect some narcissism. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> and, and, there's two, and there's two levels of it, right? Like the mm -hmm. one you're talking about, where it's 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 motivationally they're they're in it for themselves. Mm -hmm. But even of the other of the people that think that they're not that, there's a kind of narcissism where they're just too aware of themselves and too little aware of everyone else. Ooh. And, and so therefore they, they may, they might even be good people that really mean the best. Yeah. But you'll find that in every situation that yeah. it, will be about how it affected them. They, you know, sometimes yeah. I even want to help them and actually say, you know, like actually kind of coach them through the fact that, do you realize that you're always turning this back to the effect to on you? you? Have you thought yeah. about the effect on the other person? Yeah. But you know, to be honest, discretion is also the better part of valor, and sure. nothing isn't worth saying anything. Sometimes, you know, it's not. You know, we we let the word self-centered kind of run off of our tongue, our tongue too quickly. But you know, if you think about all that we teach our kids about the focus and the discipline and centering oneself, like if oneself is centered on oneself, that can be a little too much of oneself. You know? Yeah, I I think you nailed it a little. I mean. You know, we'll end up in a discussion that isn't today's discussion. About yeah, right. Careful, but sure. but you know, but between parenting and societal and all kinds of influences that have 
you know, and it's ironic because I think, in my opinion, some of the very philosophies and discussions that lend themselves towards being more for the, the communal good, I think are the worst about creating a kind of selfishness and narcissism that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like I said, unfortunately, it's a, it's a sociopolitical discussion and it's just probably right. fine, but. Okay. But, but, uh, so I've got more questions then if you want to move, if you're ready to, 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 to keep escalating. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you had, it's a similar kind Similar kind of question uh, to the first one, but if you had one thing taken away from you uh, that would kind of make you decide that you really wouldn't want to be in something anymore, like I don't want to go on if I can't have this, or I don't want to be in this anymore if this part of it is out. Like, is there is there an aspect of that? Like, what maybe is one of those core aspects of of something that you're involved in, or when you decide to get involved in that if it's well, not there, it's a deal breaker for you that you're out, right? Like for me, it's freedom, right? I really, really appreciate the freedom. So the more that that gets choked out, I have to be making that sacrifice, knowing that there's something that I also value on the other end of it. So for you, what are some of those things like whenever you get involved in something um, that you look for? Again, you know, it's it's uh, you have very interesting and thought-provoking questions, and they're ones that are difficult for me to answer, only because. Depending on what context, and mm -hmm. here's what I mean, because that answer could have come off as though I'm situationally, and it's not, you know, my, my ethics nor my decision making is situational in that sense, but right. in, in this sense, like, what I mean is, so for example, the way I thought you were going with the question at first, I'm thinking about my current vision and mission and what I do, and so the answer would have been nothing. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Nothing could possibly deter me from accomplishing the vision and mission that I've set forth. Uh, as circumstances change, as challenges arise, uh, I will simply, you know, uh, adjust to, yeah. you know. But I can say this, I can tell you that there was actually a time, and I'm gonna purposely not give, get too specific on, on this, sure. but there was yeah. a time where I was a part of an organization that, that, that I, you know, uh, uh, it was an era uh, of our of my development and and everything that I brought forth uh, that I you know created in our system that I got a lot of a lot of benefit in, in a certain area uh, but on the other hand there were certain of their core philosophies and, and philosophies uh, or at least of some of the people there were, just, there were just some things that just honestly ah so this is maybe leads to the answer they clashed with my core yes philosophy particularly as pertains to what where I knew I was evolving the dojo, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I knew that even though we teach the most practical self-defense in the world, it, it, it's, it was not my number one priority for the organization. The number one priority is, is the, um, the bringing up of one's self-esteem and focus and confidence and discipline and, and respect and, and, all of the leadership skills and attitudes and attributes and everything that we've been talking about and that and that our and that our, our dojo does currently personify. If personify can be a word for an organization. Yeah. I mean the sure. the um, the all of those things are the things that I knew we wanted to be. And it and it's funny because now, like I said, if you come into you know this is true, and I'm talking to maybe anybody in the audience that hasn't been here yet, all you have to do is spend a little time in our in our academy. To, to experience all these things. And today it, it wouldn't even, it almost takes a little bit away from what I'm saying because it's so evident 
that there's no question that we're all those things. Sure. But at the time in our development, the evolution that I'm thinking back to, which is, you know, more than a decade ago, 